0: Super duper do, how are you? What are you learning today? I'm in the library because there's lots of words in the library and words have a lot to do with learning. Is it also possible that our words can screw us up a lot because if we say the wrong thing we can get into trouble and the words that we use could also be motivation for driving us forward. Is that possible? Uh, the experts suggest, yes. The experts suggest that we get to choose our words. We get to choose our thoughts, which is the same thing. They're just our internal words. Whatever we say to ourselves, to our own brain, then that creates uh, thoughts, creates actions, and then, of course, actions create results. So words are pretty powerful. So do you think carefully about the words that you use? So give me an example. Do you say to yourself, this is really hard, or do you say, I can't wait to do this because it's gonna make me tougher and stronger. So tougher and stronger are still hard words, but if you tell your brain it's gonna be really hard, you might go into a negative downward spiral rather than an upward spiral. Uh, You could say, I can't do that, my least favorite word, and I think it's a filthy C word, can't, versus how can I? Almost the same word, but a whole different headspace can't, you definitely won't do it. How can I? And now I'm thinking about brainstorming with my own brain and my brain will help me out. If I say I'm struggling, this is really tough versus I'm excited about doing this. I'm really stressed. Uh, I'm nervous versus I can't wait because this is really exciting. Uh, We get to choose those words. Everything that's ever come out of our mouth we've chosen what we've said, every internal thought we've had, which is our internal words, we get to choose those. What about when we're inspiring other people? Uh, You could say that an exercise program is really hard or really long or really challenging. First side note there is why would you give somebody a long exercise program? But rather than it's really hard, how about this is going to give me the best results possible in the shortest period of time in the safest way possible. Isn't that exciting versus it's really hard? Uh, We can demotivate people by words, yep. or we can inspire and motivate people by words. And some of the the best speeches in the world have inspired people to fight for their country, to stand up for what they believe in, to to fight hard for important things. Words have done that because words get into our brain and then they inspire that chemical process. Now, that's all physiology because if I'm thinking positive and I'm thinking strong and I'm thinking powerful, that's my hormonal system that then goes into action to turn those Thoughts into actions. But if I have negative thoughts, if I say, and I'll rephrase that, if I say negative things to my own brain, I'm then going to have negative thoughts. And negative thoughts do what? If I say I'm tired, I'm going to be tired. If I say I've got a stack of energy, I might be telling the truth in advance, but I've got more likelihood to have energy when I tell myself I've got a stack of energy versus I'm so tired. So, What are you doing to your own brain? What are you doing to other people's brains in the words that you use? If you want to excite people to exercise, could it be a really good idea to say, isn't it awesome that you only have to do 10 second bursts of high intense activity? You don't have to waste time at the gym. You don't have to do a stack of exercises. You don't have to go to the gym very often or you don't have to go to the gym at all. You can get really fit and really strong so that then you can do all the other things that you want to do. That's one of those interesting side notes. Uh, I'm about, I call myself an exercise professional, but I actually don't anymore because I don't like the word exercise. Because for most people, the word exercise, the word, means long, boring, slow 20 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, or longer. And people think they have to do that long to get a result. But what if we didn't call ourselves an exercise professional, what if we called ourselves, I'm a fit and strong expert. So when you come to, I'll rephrase, when you come to train with me, I'm going to get you really fit and really strong so that then you've got the energy, passion and enthusiasm to go and do a 45 minute class if you want to, or run for an hour if you want to, or go and play sport for an hour if you want to, and just have a stack of energy to do all the things that you want to do because you're fit and strong. So those two words, positive words. For most people, exercise, not so positive. Feeling energetic, positive. Doing hard exercise, not so positive. So the words that we use to inspire ourselves, to motivate ourselves and the other people in our lives, the ones that we care about, our family, our friends, our clients, our patients, the people that we want to inspire to be healthy, fit, and strong, to have a great life, what words are we using? Are we telling them that they can't do it or are we asking how can you? And there's a very important communication tool there that I learned a long time ago and I wish, because it's this particular communication tool is taught everywhere. I just don't see it used very often. And the question is this question. If I make a statement, I now have to back up my statement. Because if I make a statement and it's coming from me, then I'm trying to prove a point, tell the world what I think. It's also very disrespectful because why would I want to tell somebody what I think? Why is my opinion important? What what, What is what I've got to say important? If I rephrase all of that and I ask a question instead, so instead of telling people what to do, making statements, What if I ask questions? Now, the experts will share that the greatest compliment that you can give any other human being is to ask for their opinion, ask for their advice, ask for their, what do you think about this? Your insight. So if I wanna make people feel special, if I wanna make people feel important, and if I want to be respectful, the words that I use can do that if I ask questions rather than make statements. If I bring that back to the exercise profession, because obviously that's what I do, I find it really disrespectful to watch people on a regular basis. You have to do this program. You have to do this number of sets and reps. You have to train this number of days. You can't You can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have these foods. Statement, 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 statement. Disrespectful. What if that what my statement is uh, disagrees with somebody's opinion or it offends them or hurts their feelings or it goes against their religious beliefs or their political beliefs or just their own personal conviction? What about ask a question? What do you think? What's important to you? What's your insight into this particular area? What experience have you had before? So everything becomes a question rather than a statement. So, and I'll just use a fun example. I could say... Uh, sit-ups don't burn fat off your tummy, and that's a very strong statement that a lot of people would disagree with because a lot of people do sit-ups to burn fat off their tummy. But what if I changed that just slightly and said, is it possible that if I could burn fat off my tummy by doing sit-ups, then I would be able to chew chewing gum and have a skinny face or play piano and have skinny fingers Let's work out how it is possible for the body to burn fat off one particular area. Let's work that out together. Very respectful. And if we did work that out together, rather than tell somebody not to do something or to do something, we might work out that burning fat off your tummy by doing sit-ups is not a functional anatomical physiolo- physiological fact. But I don't want to say that to somebody because that would be disrespectful. But if I ask a question, I can turn that into great communication where two people are adult people can have a respectful conversation so wherever your library is mine's pretty bloody awesome full of stories about people who have done amazing things full of words do we analyze our words do we think about the words that we're going to say and there's another quick side note if i ask questions is it possible that i'll i'll think more carefully about my words because instead of making statements i have to think about how can i turn this statement into a question And if I'm doing that, is it possible that I will think more clearly about what I'm going to say, less likely to make a fool of myself by what I say, uh, less likely to offend people, and I'll slow down. I will think more carefully about the words that come out of my mouth. And that's one of the things that we can't bring them back. Once we've typed them, emailed them, texted them, said them, we can't take them back. And if those words have been hurtful or painful or, or wrong or silly, we don't get to take them back. You can't un- you can't unhear something stupid. So if we think really carefully about what we're going to say and we turn it into a question, are we less likely to make a fool of ourselves? Isn't that a great opportunity to live life to the max? Make Less chance of making a fool of yourself, more chance of brainstorming with great people, more chance of building great strong relationships and more chance of being respectful. Could that be a good idea? May your words make your life better rather than make your life awkward, uncomfortable or embarrassing. Live your life to the max. They so can sing like I do. Super duper doo how are you? I'm sure you are learning every day. Wouldn't that be a bloody good idea? Woohoo!